I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of all Everybody and welcome again to ET Yoga. Well, tonight's show will be jam-packed with information as usual. Sort of a wild card night on uh, ET Yoga. We're going to be jumping around to lots of topics. Uh, primarily, we're going to focus on the um, news that uh, nanobot uh, technology will be introduced into the food chain. Uh, we're also getting into uh, some Earth history uh, via Alex Collier information and the Andromedans. We'll also uh, <clears throat> be talking about um, some interesting coincidences uh, regarding um, the crashing of UFOs on the planet. And also, um, there'll be an ET yoga spin on the current uh, news being spread about the meeting on Ganymede and uh, one of the moons of Jupiter regarding uh, some uh, high mucky mucks in uh, the soul in the in the universe um but before we get into all of that i'd like to um kick off the program in the usual manner by having a little bit of japa yoga or mantra repetition and that'll be led by sri swami Satchidananda. so if the guys in the booth would uh, play that short clip now that would be much appreciated Hari Om Hari Om Hari 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 Om Hari Oh 
Yes, that was Sri Swami Satchidananda, founder of the Integral Yoga Institute, one of my spiritual teachers, and that was a clip from back in the 1970s. I'd like to now uh, give my thanks, appreciation, and gratitude to the ET Yoga listening audience just for being you, and uh, certainly want to invite listeners to contact me concerning any questions that you may have concerning material presented on this program. And you can always do that by contacting me at e, uh, at paperfungo, P-A-P-E-R-F-U-N-G-O, paperfungo at yahoo.ca. And um, I also much appreciate um, your emailing me concerning um, content that you would like to hear about. And as well, nothing makes my day more than hearing about successes that you have utilizing ideas, concepts, and techniques that are presented on ET Yoga. uh, Preparing for tonight's show, um, a number of uh, topics caught my eye, 
And uh, I guess before I get into those, I should give my usual disclaimer that this program was created in order to share the information about the positive and most effective benefits and insights of ET yoga. It is therefore for educational purposes, and although thought to be accurate, is provided as is and without warranty of any kind, either expressed or unexpressed or implied. Please note that ET yoga is not a substitute for medical care. Information is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You should always consult with the appropriate health practitioner in case of any medical condition. And uh, if you're a new listener to ET Yoga, you should also know that I applaud your efforts. And I have done so for (laughs) years now uh, related to the idea of distancing yourself as much as humanly possible from mainstream medical, big pharma, and technology uh, to the best of your ability, given your own personal circumstance. And uh, I guess this can also be... uh, passed on to mainstream media as well. And um, <clears throat> I guess we'll be getting into maybe some more about uh, um, the whole concept of censorship later in the program. However, one of the um, uh, things I ran across this week, which I thought I really thought was very interesting to share with the uh, ET Yoga audience, and it probably is a guidestone to um, reflecting on a lot of the information I'll be presenting this evening, is that uh, when a person or a being having a consciousness or observer awareness and has a specific thought or thought dynamic, this will be the result of a harmonic frequency dynamic process. When enough attention or energy is given to that specific thought process, the resulting frequency of that person will automatically match the frequency of the perceived object or situation it is thinking of. This is called the law of mirrors, and it governs this universe. In other words, when you match that frequency, you become that frequency. Thought is the object and thought is the situation or situations. There is no difference. There's no external world to you as it is you who has it all in your mind. You are making it all both collectively and individually and you call it the law of attraction. I thought that was um, quite a... um, a lot of information, considering it's only a couple of paragraphs and uh, a nice uh, guidestone to be thinking about when you're uh, putting your attention to a specific subject. And uh, the subject that caught my eye the most, um, which I actually gave um, <clears throat> uh, a brief mention about in the previous ET Yoga podcast, was uh, information from Celeste Salum, that's S-O-L-U-M, Celeste, and um, it relates to the concept of um, inserting nanotechnology into our food supply, actually the entire food supply, 
And the main uh, bullet points are integration of nanomaterials into the entire food supply, installation of AI nanomaterials for agro-food inspection, hybrid probes installed into foods, foods that insert platforms into your body, and injection of nanobodies into your food. Now, some of this information gets rather technical, but I'm mentioning it because some of these um, procedures are going to start appearing in your uh, local food store before too long. And uh, according to Celeste, the World Economic Forum informed us that our food supply was going to be disrupted beginning last year. Agro-food safety inspection is going high-tech with the newly constructed hybrid micro-nano entities. And these nano entities are not only going into the food supply, but also pharmaceutical products. And according to her, the definition of entities is something that exists as a particular and distinct unit. Second, the fact of existence or being. And three, the existence of something considered apart from its properties, i.e., smart dust sprayed on the food with the capacity to receive and send information. And this is exactly uh, what they're planning to do, is spraying with smart dust the food that's, that we're going to be going to the stores to, uh, to purchase. Um, and uh, it, in relation to that, according to one of the biggest corporations on the planet, which is BlackRock, the next 100 billionaires will be involved in biosensors because this is part of the food safety inspection process and processes. And um, I might add that in the um, lead, Dolores Cannon has uh, many um, HT. Uh, uh, the healing uh, hypnosis uh, treatment that she discovered. Um, many of their, their practitioners have noticed uh, from their clients that in the near future, a lot of people are going to be very uh, distrustful of the food supply and what they're buying at their regular supermarkets. And um, there'll be such a there'll be a big wave of people that'll be more involved with growing their own food, or buying or trading from those that are growing their own, without uh, the insertion of uh, nanos in, in their um, in the food chain. And um, some entity names that you're going to see soon at your food grocery store at your local food store fulfilling the world economic forum's promise to entirely disrupt the global food supply and some of this is a little bit technical as i said but uh, i think uh, it's worth um, giving this information um, because um, and you can also uh, access the archives to et yoga 
um, and and go over this information uh, at your leisure so that you could make um, notes because it, it's um, it's quite a lot of um, specific information. And um, by the way, I noticed uh, last week when I couldn't get into my own website uh, at etyoga.com, which on the main page there is a button called Radio Archives. You just hit that one button, you go to the archives. Um, <clears throat> I found them, uh, I can also go to the archives quite simply by going to just BBS Radio Etyoga. And on the um, radio show description, if you scroll down a ways, um, you actually come to um, a place where you can access the archives. So there's another uh, easy way to do that. And um, one of these things that you're going to find is called molecular imprinting polymers integrated with quantum dots. And it's called uh, MSP and QDs. These are advanced tools for cell imaging and are of great interest for the detection local localization and quantification of molecular biomarkers for infection <clears throat> it is a novel photo polymerization method to coat quantum dots with polymer shells by using visible light emitted from what they call QDs to install a surveillance platform into food and your body. And that's called MIB at VCNPs. And the UCNP are luminescent nanoparticles that are doped with dyed silica. Your earth lens and fluorescent QDs providing an amazing array suite for food as it goes through the entire cycle from folk to food to body. For sensing and imaging in analytical chemistry, bioanalytical chemistry, and environmental science. And I appreciate that. I've never heard of some, I've never heard of any of these things because naturally I'm not in that field. And up conversion luminescent new particles combined with metal organic frameworks, and these are called UCNPs and MOEs. Metal organic frameworks are a class of porous materials prepared by the self-assembly of metal ions or clusters with organic ligands and they are tunable or controllable meaning they have the power to regulate things such as dispensing of nutrition of food products to comply with international mandates these metal ions form nodes that yoke together repeating cage-like structures 
creating a fusion of biological life with machine. Also, magnetic metal organic frameworks. So magnetic, so they're MOEs and FE304. And these um, nano-sized metal organic frameworks forming the foundation for magnetic core shield nanoparticles has been designed for targeted drug delivery engineered from a toxin released from cyanobacteria, which is blue-green algae. Also, there's going to be magnetic covalent organic frameworks, so that's FE304 and COFs, technically the name that would be appearing on this um, process, with core shell structures were fabricated at room temperature and used as an absorbent for magnetic extraction of polar endocrine disrupting uh, penials and for sensing food in the human and animal body. The synthesis process is a temperature-controlled, reversible reaction that precisely controls the geometry, function, and stereo orientation of food products. Quantodot doped covalent organic frameworks is another one, molecularly imprinted network and these were developed for the detection of nerastasin, or what's called NRT, uh, related insecticides in tap water. Nerastasin is a poison produced by organisms belonging to the um, tetradoriforms order, which includes the pufferfish, ocean sunfish, and porcupine fish. Once these systems are integrated into the food supply, various imaging tools can be used to surveil the food supply and your consumption of food. This will translate into higher food prices to cover implementation of these food safety systems. The bottom line is that expensive surveillance platforms are being integrated into the food supply, thereby causing food prices to skyrocket while you access and your access to food will plummet. Not to mention all the nano that's going to end up in your body. So um, this is a lot of technical information from uh, Celeste Salome. uh, and I and I expect that you can find that information as well uh, by doing some Google searching. But clearly, this is a this is a huge problem, and it seems like uh, <clears throat> every so often we're faced with these landmines to navigate. Um, I'd like to um, now. Um, shift gears a little bit here and get into um, some regressive hypnosis and uh, through regressive hypnosis the lost legend of the history of mankind has been retrieved from the uh, recesses of time 
And the question being is, did the American Indians descend from the inhabitants of an alien spacecraft that crashed in the Alaska-Canada region thousands of years ago? Keepers of the garden told the story of the original seeding of planet Earth by aliens from outer space. And um, there's a book out that I've never heard of before. It's called Star Crash. And it indicates that aliens continue to come to Earth, some intentionally and some by accident, throughout our history, in order to adjust to harsh conditions, they were forced to interbreed with the local Aborigines. And this was the only way to ensure the survival of of this race, of their race. Now, does their blood flow in the veins of certain American Indian tribes? Well, Dolores Cannon, hypnotist and psychic investigator, the late Dolores Cannon, I might add, um, she researched this unique case of past life regressions uh, in her book, Star Crash. And uh, I I thought that was uh, rather fascinating. because I've always heard that the Dakota, Lakota, and uh, particularly Cherokee Indians uh, were descendants of the Pleiadians. Uh, And also related uh, to uh, the uh, aliens uh, crashing. Um, And this crash apparently uh, on the Alaska-Canada region. I was listening to an interview of Sean David Morton on uh, Project Camelot by Kerry Cassidy. And um, he mentioned that um, the the, um, first initial uh, contact apparently with, uh, as the story goes, and it's even uh, biblical, about the uh, 200 um, or so Anunnaki that... uh, were connected to Enoch, uh, that this happened near Mount Hebron. And if you draw like a straight line from Mount Hebron to the opposite side of the globe, where you end up at is Roswell. Uh, And interestingly enough, um, he gives information about Roswell and said that actually there were three craft that were uh, crashed. One of them actually went into some kind of a time warp and appeared 10 years later, and the other two um, discs crashed, and um, that there were um, survivors to that crash. Uh, that information was also confirmed by Bashar, by the way, that there was at least one survivor from that crash. And I might also add that the Cherokee legends teach that uh, Native Americans originated long ago in the Pleiades and assert that indigenous uh, people are on earth as starseeds with the mission of bringing light and knowledge. And the Navajo called the Pleiadian star cluster the sparkling suns. And um, the Iroquois uh, petitioned the uh, constellation for happiness. And the Lakota and Dakota people say their ancestors are from the Pleiades. So it's kind of all kind of tied together. And uh, the other thing I uh, came across this week I didn't know about is I've heard of the famous um, um, 
Native American called Crazy Horse, but I wasn't um, aware about all the prophecies that apparently he's given, and that pretty much all of them have come true. And um, his last prophecy is about a huge light flash in the sky, and afterwards all is well. Um, and we'll be talking a little bit more about uh, solar flashes uh, we progress here in the program. And I'd like to also share some uh, Earth history from uh, Alex Collier, uh, as he's an Andromedan contactee. And he talks about that um, biospheres are, are what basically the um, um, extraterrestrials um, developed to um, explore different regions in space because it's uh, I guess the the modern day version would be like taking your mobile home around the country you're taking your home with you and these biospheres are also synonymous with the term Eden so uh, the first Eden on earth apparently was uh, Alfred Oconian and that would be way before the um, Anunnaki or those from Nibiru came uh, in fact, according to um, um, Andromedan teachings, uh, 763,000 years ago, there was another Eden in, uh, from those from Ursa Major in China. There was an, also around that time, there was one from the Orion in Chile. And the... Uh, Capilon also had one in uh, Guinea, and about um, 701,000 years ago, the Lyrans um, also had an Eden in uh, Nigeria, and that the uh, about 604,000 years ago, the Cassiopeians uh, also had uh, one in Algeria. Um, the actually the previous one with the, in 701,000 the Lyrans were uh, in uh, Libya and Niger, and uh, the Niberians, um, which ran Anuki. Uh, according to the Andromedans, we're here 585,135 BC, and their Eden was in Cairo, Egypt. And um, they date Lemuria to approximately 71,000 years ago, and that was a composite um, of Edens from um, the Lyrans, uh, Sirius A, the Pleiades, Ursa Minor. Leo and Nibiru. And about 57,000 years ago, um, they um, talk about um, Atlantis, which comprised of Pleiadians, uh, Aldebarans, Lyrans, Nibirians, those from Antares. Hades and Sagittarius, as well as Andromedan. According to their history, about 31,000 BC, uh, Lemuria was destroyed. And about 27,000 BC, uh, two of the, mo the major landmasses of Atlantis were destroyed. 
in um according to them in 329 BC Alexander the Great had five encounters with uh, extraterrestrials that uh, uh helped lead him into uh, many of his victories then in 1479 um there was um I guess um, more uh, Niberian contacts from the uh, that, that con- uh, contacted the royal families, uh, as well as in uh, 1051, um, there was Niberians also contacted those in Italy and Rome. And 1561, the Aldebarans. Um, contacted the um, Habsburgs near Nuremberg and uh, interestingly enough um, they also contacted uh, the Habsburgs again in 1697 and according to the Andromedans in 325 AD um the um, Constantine uh, had his first contacts with Alfred Aconians. And of course, that was the uh, formation of the, most of the, what we now call Christianity. Uh, uh, interesting uh, timelines uh, given uh, by uh, Alex Collier. <clears throat> I'd like to... Um, now, I guess, address this issue uh, concerning uh, the reported meeting on uh, Ganymede, one of the uh, moons of Jupiter, um, which um, I guess through Dr. Sala and um, Elena Danan, um, and uh, I'm sorry, but I, I didn't uh, hear their program. Uh, when they appeared on As You Wish, uh, apparently last week or the week before. But um, I have a lot of of personal questions and and issues uh, concerning the way this um, material has been presented that I can find on the Internet. Um, I've been watching a lot of um, Alex Collier interviews and uh, and programs and follow him quite closely over the years consider him a really great guy and uh, a very fascinating story and of course he's been out there for years and years um, sharing his um, information and um, some of the things that I'm picking up from this report uh, that I'm seeing about this uh, meeting uh, supposed meeting anyway um uh, are a lot of red flags come up for me uh, it almost smacks more of disinformation than anything uh truthful and um i just want to share with uh, the et yoga listening audience uh, what my concerns are uh first off um according to material by a person called val nat v-a-l-n-a-k who he is i have no idea um and um information that um 
Elena Danan, that's uh, D-A-N-A-A-N, um, is getting from uh, her contact uh, called Thor Han, who apparently is a Pleiadian. Um, and they're also um, basically using Alex Collier's name as a um, confirmation of uh, this meeting that apparently took place on uh, Ganymede of some, the Intergalactic Council and even influences from a group called the Nine, which are like pretty much gods of the universe. Um, and as well as that um, uh, elements from um, Space Force and some even um, people from uh, from the Earth that are in, uh, like uh, Jeff Bezos were invited to this meeting and uh, uh, and there's implications uh, as well as Elon Musk and people like that. And uh, according to this information, um, Valnek is effectively saying in, in updated um, articles that I've read about this meeting that, uh, that there's not going to be a split or separation of humanity into different groups that proceed to multiple worlds. And um, that this, in, in effect, means that um, a planetary harvest does not occur, occur, and most of humanity moves forward on a positive timeline. Um, well, I don't know. I don't see anything new here. Um, most of humanity? Uh, well, what about the rest of it? doesn't say about what, what happens there. Um, and... We're already on a positive timeline, uh, despite the chaos that's currently occurring. And um, so I have uh, some questions concerning, like, uh, just who these people are. Like, uh, has anybody verified that this Thor Han is actually a, a Pleiadian? And uh, who this Val Neck is? And um, I'm sorry to say, but uh, what are we to... Um, uh, conclude regarding the results of this amazing meeting. Uh, wh what are we supposed to do? Uh, we're just supposed to sit back and uh, do nothing. And, uh, oh, we're going to be moving into a new timeline. They're going to dump some new technology on us. Well, we already know that there's going to be some med beds uh, uh, appearing soon enough for technology and maybe some zero-point energy. But... Um, uh, it looks to me like this is written like by somebody that does fact check, you know, or the whole process, uh, like the, how they to twist the truth around. Um, the truth is there is an ascension happening. Uh, there's what, what, what did the earth just cancel its ascension? Um, like, uh, and, uh, we don't have the possibility of moving to the 5d. Well, I'm not buying that and I'm not buying one person's opinion. That's for sure. Um, and, and in fact, in another um, video of uh, Elena uh, Danan, uh, she was at, specifically asked if the solar flash was coming soon. And she said it was part of like a negative psyop of, on the spiritual community to, be, to keep people stagnant and had really no basis in truth. Well, uh, I, I'll, I'll just uh, <laughs> call BS on that. Uh, because um, 
I know that Dolores Cannon's QHHT practitioners, and that's quantum hypnosis healing technique, multiple um, practitioners in uh, taking notes from their clients. And during this process, by the way, they contact the higher self of these clients, and these are individual people, and multiple of them are reporting um, about the solar flash and um, their uh, actions before, during, and after uh, the flash. And uh, to me, this isn't um, uh, this isn't some uh, negative uh, psyop. Uh, this is legitimate information from legitimate people. And um, I don't know. It, this kind of smacks to me of like the stuff I've been hearing for ten years now about how they're going to release the Nasara funds and uh, Ashtar Command and. And as far as I'm concerned, all this uh, horse hockey stuff that uh, uh, is uh, permeating, I, I admit, through the um, um, spiritual communities. But um, none of this stuff concurs with the information that I've been uh, watching um, uh, Alex Collier say. Um, I mean, uh, basically, um, Alex Collier, in fact, I saw an, uh, actually a show where he and uh, it's called uh, um, Stories Out of This World, uh, and it was a combination of uh, Alex and, uh, and, and Danan, and uh, they were presented as, uh, you know, Earth contactees. But Alex is uh, basically saying that um, uh, this is the last play, this is the end game for the dark side. Uh, this genocide of humanity and uh, just keep a few people around that can uh, be easily controlled. And um, Alex is, uh, is, is pointing out clearly that uh, he thinks we're kind of like burning daylight right now, uh, waiting for someone to save us and that we really can't afford to be wait, uh, waiting too long because that's what the dark side wants. And to me, this information from, uh, this supposed um, meeting uh, when they're quoting uh, Alex Collier, Alex Collier has said he's aware of that. There are this activity on uh, Ganymede and, and uh, there's lots of facilities there, but uh, he's never mentioned that I'm aware of publicly about any, any meeting going on, uh, nor has Annika, a Pleiadian who's in orbit around earth as we speak uh, with uh, Swaru and, um, they just did an analysis of uh, uh, the contents of the uh, jabs. And, uh, and by the way, this is uh, all presented um, in uh, uh, one or two of my previous ET yoga programs and clearly pr prove that um, this technology is off planet and in violation of multiple treaties in the universe. Uh, as well as um, um, Annika's attempt to um, present this information to as many councils uh, in um, the uh, Pleiades as well as um, other star systems. And uh, this, there's no mention about uh, any meeting on Ganymede. 
Uh, and by the way, uh, this meeting on Ganymede never even brought up the, the, the this ongoing genocide of humanity. Like, n- nothing. Uh, it's about uh, whether or not they're going to be contacting um, Earth. Uh, and, and apparently, according to the article, that's being put off. And uh, that, uh, that, that somehow they're just changed the timeline so we're all in the same timeline and uh, don't have to do anything. I think Alex Collier is saying that uh, basically what has to happen right now is people got to get off their butt and uh, start uh, saying no to uh, uh, what's going on. And um, I think that um, the whole idea that he's been presenting is uh, that the sovereignty for humanity, that's his key point, that uh, we need to be telling government uh, what we want as a people and not the government telling us uh, what to do uh, not to mention uh, what's happening in America, the land of the free. Um, freedom, how about the freedom to speak? Uh, what's going on with all this censorship that's happening? Like, how come everybody that has uh, a brain has to have a, a, be on alternative news and go to Odyssey and uh, BitChute and uh, Rumble and uh, Band Video and every place else because... Um, uh, the truth is being censored left, right, and center. And all we're getting is the fact-check version of, uh, of, of what's going on. Um, what about the freedom to worship with these? Uh, some places have these forced lockdowns of churches. Uh, what about the freedom to vote with uh, the election machine fraud and the rigging? Uh, what about the freedom of medical choice? No vaccine mandate. I mean, uh, as far as I know, it's illegal uh, these uh, jabs were um, approved as uh, emergency only. In fact, they, they were never really approved. Uh, they're for emergency only, and uh, nobody can mandate um, a um, nanogene therapy um, to anyone, and, and, and especially using a coercion uh, of a loss of job and, and this kind of stuff to... Um, to force down some uh, medical procedures. Um, what about the freedom to travel? How about quarantines or checkpoints or uh, requirements to fly? Uh, the freedom to participate in society uh, with these vaccine passports. Uh, the freedom to engage in, in a free market transaction without government interference. Uh, what about the right to breathe? But trying to tell people that they got to shut up their, we know these masks are detrimental to health, and in fact, even the right to exist uh, without the medical and big farmer uh, basically in, involved with the genocide. Um, I mean, I mean, do you think that it's time that uh, that humanity pushed back? Uh, I mean, I think this is the main message that I'm getting from uh, Alex Collier, and. Uh, and it certainly doesn't jive with the information that's being presented around this whole uh, uh, meeting that, uh, and, and if there was a meeting, and that's the thing about disinformation, it always has elements of truth in it. But I'm just saying that uh, from my perspective, um, at yoga, um, there's got to be a lot more um, 
uh, proof in multiple sources confirming um, a lot of this stuff that appears to me as all red flags. So anyway, I thought I'd uh, pass that on to my listeners uh, because uh, as much as I'd like to see uh, a major uh, uh, consciousness in this universe involved with our solar system, uh, I don't think the message is do nothing and, uh, and hope. And as uh, Calix Collier clearly stated multiple times in the last uh, video I saw of his, hope is not a strategy. I'd like to um, um, also at this point in time uh, uh, wish my listening audience my sincere best towards your attainment of full consciousness, perfect health and abundance, and your success in the ascension process, which is happening as we speak. And I don't think uh, anybody informed Earth that uh, her ascension has been canceled. And um, and also your uh, success in uh, navigating the uh, solar flash when that occurs. And um, in closing, I'd like to share with you the uh, Vichara, V-I-C-H-A-R-A, which was taught by Sri Ramana Maharshi. And um, basically, you put your full attention in the center of your forehead and become that spot. And then you ask the question, who am I? And you could do that once or 10 times, whatever feels comfortable. Main thing is become the spot in the center of your forehead. And then you state the following. I am not my body. I am not my internal organs. I am not my thoughts. I am not this spot. What spot? I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of all.